With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's that rebel music. 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 What's up, folks? Listen to Land Sharks After Dark, your favorite podcast about the old Miss Rebels. I, of course, am your host, Justin Sanders, uh, joined by my co-host, John Stefanzik. John, how you doing today? We're doing all right. In the dog days of thesis writing, we got two more months here. Actually, just under two months now. Good grief. You going to take the whole be... two months? Are you try to get done early? What's the plan? Well, I don't know if it's... I'd like to get done early, but like an advisor at MIT Cultures, like... Yeah. Not that's not really how it works around here. Basically, th- think of think of a graduate student as like a wet sponge, hmm. and then like the students, the sponge, and the advisor. Like they, as you spend more and more time and become more valuable as you accumulate knowledge over each, because you spend about twenty months total doing a two-year program, mm-hmm. so you know more obviously in month eighteen and nineteen than you do in month one or two. So it's kind of like a sponge; they keep wringing it, water keeps dripping out, and by the end of the time, you know, we're almost basically I'm almost wrung dry, but we got to keep squeezing, got to squeeze harder and harder to get any water out of it. So that's kind of where that's I'm good. At. That's this, that was had, the, that's good. That's your comparison. Burnout has burnout has uh, has kicked in a little extra harder actually in the past week. Sure, sure. Look at that sec. Actually, I do. I want to take a minute here. I don't know if you saw this. I'm gonna I'm gonna start on a somber note because I'm okay. I'm no good for. For aesthetics, um, Jim Chambers, uh, associate dean of the School of Engineering, was uh, tragically died in a uh, yeah, I did, I did see house fire. Not, I don't know if you saw this or not. Yeah. Sunday morning, I, I took three classes from Chambers. He was a uh, Georgia Tech grad. Georgia Tech's probably the top engineering sure, yeah. school in the Southeast. He was a Hertz fellow. That is a that's probably the, the top technical school in the Southeast, huh? Yeah, top technical school in the southeast. He had he was a, a Hertz fellow. That is the top research grant award in the country. Basically, that's kind of like I'm trying to think of. It's basically like an all American research type award. Um, he's like 47 a, like a years old. Scholar for research. Yeah, he uh, as I was thinking about this because I mean because he he was actually kind of one of the a conversation with him struck struck the idea of me really coming to look and pursuing engineering grad school. So that was. Uh, in part why I ended up doing what I'm doing now. Um, the guy was an absolute, he was, I mean, Sanders, he, he'd wear Hawaiian shirts to class. Yeah, I heard about this. Big time, uh, big time supporter of the scouts. He would bring, guys that had the best lab reports, he'd give, he'd give you a box of scout cookies. Yeah, so, I heard about that. Fantastic. Sounds like a great guy. He could, he, he could, really great guy. He, you get more out of a lecture with him. You, you would, you'd walk out of there knowing a high level of what you're supposed to take away from this class five years from now from him probably as well or better than anybody. Wow. Really? That's, that's great. Really great guy. He, uh, I, I would have bet anything he would end up at I think he had a hell of a shot at being Dean in the engineering school down the road. So really it's to me, it's like, mm-hmm. old. um, I was telling my mom who, I don't know if you know any of the accounting school history, like Jimmy Davis, Gene Perrier, the, the two, the two names on the Sigma new house, mm-hmm legendary accounting professors and he was kind of like a pay like a gene perry of uh, the school of engineering potential so from a 
ability standpoint, a huge loss for Ole Miss. Overall, a great guy. Um, it's interesting enough, I think his family was away on a scout trip for the weekend, and he, I guess he was back home or whatnot when the fire occurred. There's, I guess it sounds like it occurred like about 1 a.m. in the morning or so. So that's just a tragic. sad, sad situation. Tragic, yeah. Uh, I believe believe Mr. Jonathan Ray is a listener of Landshark's After Dark. He had a he had a Facebook post that I thought really summed it up well. Yeah, so, I think that's where I heard about it too. Yeah, that's that's so sad. Thoughts and prayers, Dr. Chambers' family. There obviously. is a GoFundMe out there. I think it was up to five grand. I looked yesterday, so really hats off to uh, yeah everybody supporting that fund. So I, I want to take it. Was it was pretty I was pretty sad when I heard about it, but uh, but now I will say that you know looking back, he's somebody that. Like at impact lot yeah, it's up to we're up to eleven thousand dollars here. Wow, that's great. In two days, so that's that's good. Good to see. So it's kind of it kind of coming full circle. So the other, I guess, the more bit of a positive news. So I've been in Boston here for eighteen months, give or take. Now I guess I can count it. I've really wanted to, but I'm too lazy to do so. It sounds about right. I will be so. So we're we're gonna Sanders is here is gonna do fill out his bracket live at the end of the pod for the. That's uh, right. For the Ryan McDermott $20 headhunter group for the bracket challenge that he's leading. I'm going to mention McDermott's name a lot here because he will not be with us for the reunion next weekend. His meeting the uh, girlfriend's parents is more important than seeing me. I see disagree. how it is. Disagree. Let's see how it is, McDermott. He, he had expressed his sympathies to me via text last night. But regardless, but I do thank him for putting this together because I've so I can throw twenty dollars in the trash because I don't know anybody college basketball this year. Which maybe means I actually win. I don't think I picked any twelve seeds to win in my bracket. That's a I good start. I'm, That's a good start. So anyway, but uh, my bra- the reason I bring that is my bracket's name is Live Free or Die Sanders. You know I what that, that is? Well, yeah, that it's is the, the motto of the state of New Hampshire. That is correct. So I will be in New Hampshire starting July fifth. Wow, How, what's that? that what, what are you doing there? Uh, it will be a staff business analyst for Goss International. They All made right, congrats. I, so it sounds like so you go, Sarah's listening going, what the hell is this? Well, no, it sounds cool. Staff, staff business analyst, I report directly to the CEO. Uh, Goss is owned by American Industrial Partners, which is a private equity fund based out of New York. They have a six, $6 billion fund, and they own about 10 manufacturing operations companies. And basically, they AIP, the PE firm, came to MIT and recruited people. Um, we hit it off well. Actually, been talking to them now. I think it was about a four month process from start to finish. Met with their people three times, and then uh, they okay, put me right. in contact with the CEO in New Hampshire, and so we're good to go there. They offered uh, they offered me a compensation package that I probably better than anything could ask for. So I'm really excited about that. So so now it's like, well, I got that figured out. Oh, I got to spend two more months writing this thesis. Oh boy. So that's kind of where my my dog days and burnout factor has been exaggerated. Oh, sorry, folks. Uh, brief technical difficulty there. John was just telling us about uh, about his new job. By brief technical difficulty, Sanders means his boss called. Yeah, so that's what happened. Er- it, everybody, everybody's. It was there. on a cell phone. That's a piece of technology. That is technology. That, that does count. But no, yeah, just to wrap it up, I start in New Hampshire, beginning of July, looking forward to a little month off. July in New Hampshire sounds nice. Probably not too hot. That's what I'm saying. Anybody wants to come visit, we can make that happen. It's not that bad to get up there. I don't think I've ever been like north I've never been further north than like Connecticut, I think. Look, New Hampshire is shockingly southern. Everybody needs to understand this. It sounds nice. 
And it's the big kind of F you to Massachusetts or Taxachusetts. New Hampshire has no has no state income tax, no sales tax on groceries or whatnot. I think it's nine percent of restaurants. But the point is like I like I'm looking at I was plan on buying a car when I get up there. Yeah. And I'm not gonna pay sales tax on it. That's, That's awesome. pretty great. It sounds so, yeah, that sounds like well, I was gonna say Florida, Florida doesn't have income tax, but all right, yeah, but you still have sales. All right, all right, all right. We've had that's that's great, John. I'm pumped about your new job. New Hampshire sounds awesome, but I guess we better get into talking about some uh, some sports here. I guess the people are here yeah. for that, probably. Although, as we've mentioned uh, in self-deprecating fashion, most of our listeners probably are just our friends, and they probably are interested to hear that. And I'm sure they're all happy for you. So. Uh, another we bring personality to your to, to your ears with our podcast. That's what we, <laughs> we bring. Yeah, it's like you're talking to us, but we can't hear you because we don't care what you have to say. <laughs> we're not interested <laughs> in that. It's a one way <laughs> conversation, right? Exactly. Uh, but all right, folks, we got a show for you. We got stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about Ole Miss baseball, seventeen and one, uh, into the top ten by several polls. Um, I believe the win today, I should have mentioned top of the show, we got a little midweek episode for you here in honor of the, uh, the midweek baseball series that Ole Miss just wrapped up with UAB. Uh, Ole Miss at a 12-game winning streak currently, uh, getting ready to go into Knoxville and play the Vols this weekend for the first week in the SEC play. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about um, your Rebel basketball team season ended uh, very much with a whimper and an SEC tournament loss to Alabama, even though, you know, Stephon Moody did his normal thing and scored 39 effortless points. Um, I think, I, I think at this point I'm ready to go all in and agree with you, John, greatest player to ever wear an almost basketball uniform. Sorry, Johnny Newman. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna keep it, you know, a little bit more current. Um, and then also we'll, we'll get into some March Madness, uh, formerly Marshall Madness, um, at one time Moody Madness, if you count the playing game. Um, we'll, we'll do, we'll talk about our brackets. John's going to give us a little insight into his and you're going to get to hear me, uh, fill mine out a little bit. Um, and then maybe I'll talk about some other things like, uh, the, the, the fun happenings down in Starkville last weekend involving a 2016 Escalade and, uh. Greatest player in MSU history, something like that. Read something about that. So we'll talk about we'll talk about some more of these things here. Let's get back to baseball. As I mentioned, Ole Miss um, hasn't lost in a while uh, since we last talked. They swept Grambling in a weekend series. Took these midweeks from UAB. Who were the Who were the midweeks last week, John? I'm having real trouble with that remembering those. Was it Southeastern Missouri? I think that's right. Yeah, Southeastern Missouri has a pretty good RPI, I think. When I was looking at Warren Nolan baseball, they weren't, they weren't early, terrible. Ole Miss had to battle. There's start. There's starting to be enough games where we can. I think Ole Miss is two in baseball RPI. Yeah, so I'll, let's let's like so over the weekend and before the weekend a little bit. There was much bitching and moaning from Ole Miss fans about the the Grambling State series. Basically, the consensus was that. Even if Ole Miss swept the series, their RPI could only go down. Uh, turns out that's not true at all. Ole Miss swept the series, went up to number two in the RPI, and jumped up several spots uh, in most of the major polls. A lot of that having to do with other teams losing. Uh, formerly top ten Oregon got swept in Starkville by Mississippi State. Um, some other teams dropping out of the top ten there. But that opened Ole Miss up to uh, all the way up to number eight, I believe, in D1 baseball. Or maybe number nine in D1. I, it's hard to keep up. There's like five different college baseball polls. Yeah, that, which yeah. I don't get because no one seems to care about college baseball. Yeah, it's kind of funny. No, they're, they're a top ten team nationally consensus, which is where they should be. Um, 
Grambling, looking at Warren Nolan here, Grambling's 248. We're thinking they're closer to 300, so maybe not quite as bad as we thought. Southeast Missouri State, 69 in the RPI. That's actually pretty good. Um, they're only two spots below Tennessee, 67, who they go to this weekend. But regardless, they go and they get two. They, they basically sweep last week. Um, overall, I mean, you got to be happy with how things were done overall. I guess Southeast Missouri, I guess on Wednesday, they had to come back in that game. Golson hit a clutch two-run homer to tie that game in the seventh, and they – were able to put it away in the eighth. And then Grambling, they – Grambling was pretty – they didn't play that well. They didn't have to. It really didn't matter. Honestly, the key was just the – I mean, you're allowed to sleep, sleepwalk through that series. Just don't lose. They did that. They can move on. Really, not, I don't think there's too much to talk about last week other than they just – they did what they're supposed to do. Southeast Missouri's a little better than we th- think they were. Uh, good job going out against UAB and pitching well. The key, the depth of this staff is really being shown off. Pagnazzi went 6.1 innings yesterday. Uh, yesterday, the Tuesday game with UAB. Yeah, he had a great outing. Two hits. Uh, Only up two hits. MacArthur pitched today. Five hits, one run over five innings. He's he's steadily improving. So the fact is they have five guys that can run out to the mound and start for you. And also, Pagnazzi will probably come out of the pen over the weekend. Although he may – maybe he maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. We'll see how – yeah, I, I think Pagnazzi right now is kind of the, the front-line midweek guy. He started the last two first midweek games. Um, so I doubt – I kind of doubt we see him this weekend because, you know, this whole midweek UAB series, no Stokes, no Short, no Wolfwick, no Feigl. Um, got a little bit of Parkinson last night for like two innings, I think, but he'll probably be ready to come back this weekend. Yeah, um, I'll So I'm sure. guessing I'm guessing we'll, we're going to be holding Pagnazzi – um, and MacArthur for some midweek action. Um, but like I was saying to you before we started the show, um, Ole Miss really didn't run out anybody more than they had to against UAB here. Matt Denny uh, pitched the ninth last night. Brian Browning, who we really have like pitched his third inning of the season. But, John, I don't know if you know anything about this guy. I was watching um, the UAB broadcast, and they were talking about him. He's he's like kind of from the Birmingham Homewood area, so that's definitely why Mike gave him the start. But – uh, coming into the season, he was a pretty big recruit for Ole Miss. I think he was like the National Junior College Pitcher of the Year last year or something like that. Who is this, um, Pagnazzi? No, no, no. Brian Browning oh. is his name. He's 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 barely gotten any work, and he hasn't looked great. He didn't look good at all last night. Uh, but I was kind of surprised to read some of his accolades. Apparently, uh was a pretty good prospect when Ole Miss picked him up. Not sure what's going on there. Maybe he just hasn't put it together yet. Um. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like I'm saying, I think that they were definitely saving saving the pitching for the Tennessee game. Also, something of note, um, a lot of freshmen getting starts and time in the lineup right now, and a lot of them swinging the bat really well. Michael Fitzsimmons uh, has, has had some big at-bats. Um, Olenek is, is starting in left field against lefties these days. Uh, he's, he's really good. Um, we've seen, uh, we've seen DJ Miller in limited action, although he hasn't really been as good as reported in practice yet. Nick Fortes got the start today at catcher. Um, but all these guys are, are looking good, um, in the, in the action they're getting. It's encouraging for not just, you know, further along in this season, if you have some injuries or some guys, you know, struggle a little bit, you'll be able to plug these guys in, but also obviously for next season and, and beyond, um, looks like Bianco really signed a great class this, uh, this last off season. The, he this team this team is well first of all this team is seventeen and one and Cam Deshaun is tied tied for the yeah I, I knew we were gonna holders. get to this I knew we were gonna get to this uh, that is I, I love Deshaun because he he doesn't even show up that sexy on the stat sheet but he does every little thing well 
No, you want you you want that plays the game as smart as you can. You want Cam Deshaun summed up. This is Cam Deshaun's whole career. Yesterday he got a home run. Uh, I think he was three for four, like a walk and like a bunt RBI. And today he didn't start. That's that's Cam Deshaun's whole career summed up right there in a, in a nutshell to me. I don't know. Like, he, he, it's hard to – it doesn't make great – he seems like a great player all around. He's always seemed to be doing stuff right, but the numbers never seem to reflect it except for that three home runs. No, I, I agree with that. I'll tell you, o, o. Lennick is – he's so lanky and goofy. It's hysterical. Yeah, he's like a 6'5". Six six five, five, yeah, he's a 6'5 shortstop, but out in left field right now. He kind of he, – he reminds me of Table Cobbleson's little brother, Cody. I was joking. It's like if, if he was a baseball player – but he, he hit a homer against Grambling. I mean, mm-hmm. that was like the funniest thing ever yeah. to watch. But, yeah. Oh, no, he, he's he been very good. Lartigue we hit got a bomb last night. I was going to say, we, we've been getting on Lartigue for a couple of uh, weeks. Well, he's weeks hitting now. home runs from both sides he, of the plate. He's hitting homers now. He's he settled in with three for five yesterday. I think that's really and – And also didn't start today. So, yeah, I mean, Bianco, Golson, Bianco's see, playing with a lot of different pieces right now. Golson in the leadoff spot, looking pretty good to these eyes right now. Yeah, I agree. I think I like Errol better than two hole. Yeah, I I think so too. I I I like Errol's approach a lot. I think I think he has a really good approach, but I think it's a little bit better in the two hole. It it fits the two hole a little bit better. Funny thing about the uh the UAB guys calling the game, they struggled mightily with the name Errol. I don't know if they've never met anybody named Errol before. They kept they called him um Errol Robinson. Like they, they, they put the emphasis in all the wrong places. It was uh it was fun. They were also they were also dogging Deshaun for having a low batting average, like the at bat before he ran into that home run. Um, but I mean, like just to, to finish my point about Deshaun, I he, he's complete. The, the home run, for instance, is is just doing everything right. He's up there taking pitches. The pitcher makes a mistake. The ball slips out of his hands. Basically, he gets a batting practice, seventy six mile per hour over the plate, um, and he didn't miss it. You know, like because it's one thing to to. Uh, to say you can hit that, but I think when you when you have no idea it's coming, it's a lot easier to just accidentally you know miss that mistake pitch. But that's not Deshaun's game. He does everything right. He bunts, he steals, he plays in the field. Um, in that nine hole, he's pretty valuable to Ole Miss's lineup, and he's he's a total afterthought with all the bats on this team. No, I mean, I tell you this this lineup. My, my concern was was this lineup really going to be good enough? They're building depth with Olenek and Fitzsimmons emerging. Yeah. They really they have depth in the lineup now. I mean, being able to being able to bring Watson in off the bench is advantageous. Oh, so many outfielders. There's, 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 there's part of me wishes he would get more. Right now. Part of me wants him in a full time role because I really think they're better defensively. I love Kyle Watson. He had a hit today. Right. At least one hit today. Yeah. But and, anyway. and Woodman, and Woodman is the definition of locked in right now. He's he is a terror in that three hole. Yeah, he's having the bounce back junior year. We all hoped he would. Yeah, I love his game. Uh, Kobe Bortles, um, he, he he comes up big. Ole Miss uh, doing really well um, in some situational hitting stats. I think there's something like 43 for 64, somewhere around there, uh, getting the run in from third base with less than two outs. Um, I believe they're hitting over 400 with the bases loaded, uh, over 300 with runners in scoring position. Um, so, I mean, that's... That's a recipe for success for the most part. But also, you know, um, y- you can't ignore the fact that Ole Miss is getting helped uh, by some of these teams today in the 5-1 win over UAB. All five runs came in the same inning, and Ole Miss did not record a hit during that inning. But, you know, that's 
that's part of the game, but you you still have to be good enough to put the balls in play, to cause the errors, to take the pitches, to advance on the dirt balls. I mean, it it's it's it takes away a little bit from your team's offensive success, but at the same time, those are winning skills to have for a team. You're not gonna you're not gonna be a championship team if you can't take full advantage of the mistakes other teams are making. No, oh, absolutely agree with that. Looking ahead here for their schedule, so they go to Tennessee to open conference play. That's an interesting game. I don't know if you've been following Tennessee, but they've been uh, they've been hitting the hell out of the ball. Yeah, they lost one of their starters, right? Right. So that's that's huge. They lost like their 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 front line Friday night starting pitcher, I think. But at the same time, they're putting up like twelve runs a game. Yeah, let's see here. What have they been doing lately? Yeah, it's a it's a series. They should go on the road and win. Oh, no doubt about that. Let's see. I mean, they played UC Irvine. They put up 14 runs against them one game, 12 in the other. I mean, they look they look solid. I mean, I think Ole Miss should win the series. It wouldn't. They should be think they should, it's ambitious, but they should be trying to think sweep. I think as well. I think that lines up too. Well, I mean, um, when you got a 12 game winning streak, you, you don't go out looking for a loss anywhere. Exactly. So that's a, it's a series that they if they don't win the series, it's a disappointment clearly. Yeah, look at, um, this, at Grand Canyon, twenty-five to eight, twenty-five. That's just gaudy. They, yeah, but they, was, they lost to Memphis, thirteen to eight, opening weekend. So that's something. Yeah, where is the Central Grand Michigan, twenty to one? Is that necessary? Twenty runs? Is that necessary? Why not? Uh, I mentioned uh, Mississippi State sweeping Oregon last weekend. Huge win for them. But um, I don't know if you saw last night, John, in their first game and their um, their their fancy new deer stand uniforms. They uh. They fell to Eastern Kentucky sixteen to twelve. They gave up sixteen runs in those Six, Sixteen runs. Uh, they were up. They were up like twelve to six at one point. I I think the uh, at the end of the day, the scouting report on state is going to be just a really shaky bullpen, from what I can tell. I think they're thin pitching wise. Yeah. It looks like they could piece together some weekend guys based on what they did against Oregon, but I don't know if they have any midweek. We'll see how that. Mm-hmm. Plays out. Looking ahead, looking ahead here. Like I said, it's too it's too early to be looking at RPI, but I'll do it anyway. But we'll do it. Anyway. Tennessee sixty seven. South Carolina's five because they're sixteen and two. And they played Clemson twice. They lost, they two losses coming against Clemson. But Carolina brings a high RPI in. State's thirty five right now at RPI. Now here's where RPI screwed up. Arkansas is one ninety seven, and they're four, they're fourteen and three. Are a ranked team by? In everybody's polls, so that, that they'll be high, much higher by the time it's all said and done. Bama's ninety four, Auburn one eighty eight. Auburn's crap at everything, not football, and they're kind of crap. <laughs> yeah, but that too. but that guy, uh, they have that that guy back in Anthony, uh, Anthony Greer. He's hitting like over four hundred. Yeah, that's true. LSU's forty eight. That'll come up. Georgia's twenty four. They have a good RPI. I think that should hold. Then Kentucky seventy one. Then A and M sixteen. They have a. I mean, they have a. A solid you're looking at, schedule. Um, you're looking at Warren Nolan RPI right now? Yeah. Ole Miss in number three. They have a solid RPI base to build off of. They don't play Florida or Vandy, the other two who are both top right. four RPI. And, but that, they, and that, that two wins, I mean, those two wins over Louisville, man, they're going to carry them all season. Exactly, exactly. That gives them that gives them a huge argument. Yeah, so I mean, those are Louisville's only two losses at this point. So, I mean, every game Louisville wins, just as an Ole Miss fan, you, you should be a big Cardinals uh, yeah, fan the rest of the season. Absolutely. You, you want them to go rip through the ACC. Hell yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to see them in Omaha at the end of the year. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Ole Miss. I mean, they they looked like a they looked every bit as good or better than Louisville that weekend. We know how good Louisville's yeah. supposed to be. And then watching them play afterwards, they haven't obviously they haven't lost since. So, yeah. 
really – It'll be interesting to see what happens they get in the ACC. I don't really know anything about the ACC this year. I know Florida State got waxed by Florida last night. Yeah. It was like 8-1 eight to, eight to one or something. Yeah, we'll see how that unfolds. I, I think this Ole Miss team should be thinking national seed. I mean, they have the depth and arms. Yeah, like I mean, talk to me talk to me in like three weeks, I guess. I mean, and then we'll, we'll really know. If, if, if they can stay this hot, uh, really, I mean – it's it's setting up for a big weekend in Starkville on April first, second, third. Um, it really is. Th- that's kind of going to be an, an interesting part of the schedule because if you can go in there and take two or three, I mean, there's no reason you shouldn't be headed into Texas A and M at the end of the season, uh, playing for the West, if not already having won the West. Agree. I mean, looking at the way LSU's played, we already talked about Auburn. I don't know much about Alabama, but I, I that shouldn't be too scary of a series. Um, Arkansas is going to be good for the RPI. Win, win one or two in Oxford. I mean, I think you, you win two of those in Oxford, and you're 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 good there. Um, I know nothing about Georgia or Kentucky, but I I tend not to be very afraid of Kentucky when they're outside of their uh, their Cracker Box Park. There, I would agree. Kentucky Kentucky doesn't scare you. Georgia should be decent, but we'll see. I tell you, the other thing too is look at Southern's fourteen and four with thirteen RPI right now, so that actually helps out for. You know, when Bianco goes and loses a midweek game and pisses everybody off, like that always happens, at least it won't kill the RPI too bad. So, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we, we talk about Bianco ball and all that, but so far this season, really all the, the, the things that people complain about Bianco ball have, have not been the problem at all. So, far. Here's, the re- here's the reality they have so much pitching that midweek, they're going to kill midweek games this year. Yeah. I, they've, I, always, they've always been short of midweek star. That's what's hurt them. I think I think Mike is uh, doing a great job with the pitchers, and I think Clement has his approach is is really sound uh, thus far. I I like um, Clement's I, better than Godwin. I think I think, I think so. I, I like I like the fact that we're taking more pitches than we did in the past. I I think that we're um, we're more concerned with working counts now, and that's the, that's a key to success for a, for an SEC batter. Clements seems to appear to have a methodical kind of plug along offense. Godwin, I mean, he has he has the offense that we need to win a TD Ameritrade. He, Clements' offense is better suited for these new bet for the right. de, you know, dead or bats. Where Godwin was more of a power. I think he's he's more suited towards a power bat. Sure. I mean, I'm not saying. God, I mean, Godwin. Yeah, I mean, uh, Godwin's going to be the next coach at Ole Miss, quite possibly. So we we're not saying he's a bad coach by any means. But I, if anything, I always felt like the he he if anything was probably maybe a hair overrated from what perception was to what I saw on the field. Yeah, so, but I mean they've been good. Um, Eastern Carolina has been good. But never, I mean Godwin's a very good coach. But I, it was really, this is really more of a compliment to Clement as opposed to a yeah. criticism of Godwin. Just to clarify that. Yeah, I, I like what I'm seeing out of our batters, and and also um, more aggressive base running than we've seen in the last couple of years. Um, just doing a lot of things right. What's funny is what should be a, a strength of the team, and I think eventually will be, uh, being defense has, has kind of been a little bit of a weak spot at times. But I think if, um, if Ole Miss gets that short up, and they have the talent you know, to be very good defensively, so I, I believe that they will. Um, that's, that's, that's basically, I mean, a pretty complete team there. They're, they're hitting, they're pitching, uh, they're fielding. So feeling good, feeling good headed into SEC play. Uh, like I said, 17-1, and one, top 10 in the country. Um, you got any more baseball thoughts to share with the people, John? No, I mean, it, this is a team. This team's going to be in it for the long haul this year. If they if they go and lose two or three in Tennessee, it's we 
let's, I mean, let's stay calm. Let's then go let them bounce oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Happens. Their sure, schedule, sure. actually, RPI-wise, is going to set up quite well. I mean, but they also, they miss Vandy and Florida. So they have a chance to win a lot of, a lot of conference, a lot of league games this year. I I think the ceiling's really high. I really like what I've seen from the lineup and pieces develop around it. Um, I like the fact they break in against Tennessee, a good but not a top tier SEC team. They kind of been playing Grambling and UAB here the past few games. Yeah. Not the, not the highest quality pitching, kind of a transition back to. And South Carolina for the first home series is good. South Carolina is solid, but I mean, they're not world beaters. But Clement's approach really seems catered to top level pitching, much like just talking about mm-hmm. taking pitches more methodical. I guess last year was a combination of young players and also a transition to more of Clement style, which we've seen is notably different than Godwin. So that's like we're we're past we're in year two of the Clement offensive scheme. So that's really been good. And, and Mike's Mike has more arms than he's ever had, which is really, I think. I mean, yeah, that's that's been the difference so far. Has been the pitching, I'd say. Absolutely, and that and a good pitch. I mean, you just need a solid offense. As much pitching as they have, they'll be good to go. Yeah, keep up that situational hitting, and I mean, there's no reason you can't win um, any of the games you play in. Uh, so, so turn from a good thing, good yeah. great product. Yeah, turn from a program SEC that baseball. is that is trending upward, a program that seems to have everything together, to more of a question mark. So let's yeah, I was gonna make fun of the whole league. I was gonna say we go from a good product, the SEC SEC baseball, to a bad product, SEC basketball. That's also a fair that's also a fair comparison. I um, mean when's the last time the SEC only had three teams even make the field and Vandy's already out? Well they Vandy they they play last night. I, I can tell how out of pocket I've been here in the past few days. Yeah, Vandy lost last night. So now Wichita, two SEC. Wichita's teams a good team. Yeah, Wichita's a good team. I mean no shame no shame in losing that game for Vandy, but um you know the SEC as a as a league failed this season. Yeah, well, I mean, quick to hit Ole Miss wrap up. Moody to hit the top of the show. Moody's the best player I've ever seen play basketball at Ole Miss. He's I don't amazing. know if I don't know how he compares to Johnny Newman. He wasn't around for that. No, but my eyes best I've seen by a mile, and he played out of position this year. Malik Newman had come to Ole Miss and played point guard. Moody would have played the two, and this team would have been pretty they, good. Yeah, pretty good. It fun. It would have been fun to watch. I bet Malik Newman wishes he had done that now after how things worked out in Starkville. Nevertheless, I mean, going forward for Ole Miss, um, you have Saez back, Fitzpatrick, Dorsey, Hyman. Those are those are pieces to a team next year that can be that can potentially be a pretty decent team. Yeah, Saez, Rasheed Brooks comes in. I don't know, Rasheed Brooks, DeAndre DeAndre Burnett, be a role player. Um, I'll tell you, from what I, I didn't see. This Ole Miss team could not follow a scouting report, and it's not—it's not Andy Kennedy's fault. Perez, Newby, um, I don't know about maybe you put Giello in the category. I, maybe maybe you say it's not Andy Kennedy's fault in game, but I mean Andy Kennedy's recruiting is to blame. You had your best player; he scored thirty-nine points, and he couldn't beat Alabama in the SEC tournament. I That's mean, you got to get him some help. You gotta, you gotta have your bench a little bit deeper. I mean, hell, man, is Terry Brutus on scholarship? Terry Brutus, Terry Brutus, was, Sam was, Finley, JT Escobar. You have they, eleven scholarships, John. They 11. totally, they, they they totally whiffed at point guard. They had to go move Moody over just to bail them out. They, I mean, what about forward? I mean, like, if we talk about Colby, but are we really going to give Andy Kennedy's recruiting a pass just because one guy transferred to Kansas? No, it's got, he, well, we were more than one guy away this season. 
Well, he's had to recruit to the Tad Pad, which means you got to go take either nut jobs and or ragtag JUCOs. And that's fine. Make- I'm not saying Andy Kennedy shouldn't get a chance in the pavilion, but I'm saying that Andy Kennedy doesn't get a free pass this season. I'm a huge Andy Kennedy fan. I love his style. I think he's a good coach. But there were some inexcusable losses this year. Um, I'd say the Alabama game being the most prominent one just because of the fact that you had to win to advance. Moody scored 39 points, and he still couldn't get it done. I agree. It's a, t- it's a team that never that did not improve throughout the year. They also kind of M- – Moody was never 100% after the hamstring injury. He put up a lot never of points. Never 100%? But he, he scored 39. Like, and he scored he 43. Did, he scored 43 he was, against State. And he was closer to healthy then than he was first coming back. Sai, I tell you, losing Sai is effectively for four to five Yeah, weeks. no, I mean, that, that hurt the team for sure. For I mean, sure. their, their two best players got hurt. Yeah. And then, and they didn't come back 100%. I mean, Moody Moody's pretty damn close to 100% today, but, like, he wasn't 100% for a while. I just think I, I think that that is – and I, I, I would think if you ask Andy Kennedy, he would agree with you that, you know, you have a player putting up those historic numbers and you still can't win games over – fairly pretty equally matched competition on a team like Alabama. Um, that's, that's a problem that has to be addressed. I just, I hate it for Moody, honestly, because he's so good. He's so, he's so good. Like he's mind-blowingly good. I watch Moody turn the ball over more than he should. And I watch him. That's fair. That's fair. He's not, that's a health thing. That wasn't his fault because they didn't have a point guard on the team. Yeah. Well, I he, think he, that's just kind of his style. He's out of control. We can, we can sit here and rant and rave about Ole Miss's team. Look, and I completely agree with you. AK's got to improve recruiting. But he actually has a building people want to play in now. Sure. I think you know, we, we, we it doesn't guarantee players coming in, but it changes it. I mean, they already have a top 100 player committed for next year after this building's been opened. Let's see how this plays out and develops. Oh, yeah. No, I'm far, from, want, I'm far from saying pull the plug on Andy Kennedy, but I, I just – and I'm not. I didn't even watch his press conference after the game. So knowing Andy Kennedy, I'm sure he did take responsibility for it. But I just yeah. want to be clear, as an Ole Miss basketball fan, you know, inexcusable. This season was not a success. It was a failure. I agree, but this felt, this always felt like it was going to be a transition year. That's many fine, teams. but Moody is so much better than Marshall Henderson. He's so much better than Marshall Henderson, and you couldn't get him three solid role players. How many uh how many games do they win without Moody? Uh, without Moody? Do they even do they win twelve no. games? Oh, how many? Oh, okay. it's a hypothetical. I was gonna take say Moody, because take, they, take he, Moody off this team. How many oh, games have they won? Gosh, so the final record this was team this team 21? went ten and eight league play, which is horrible. They would be they would go six they would go six and twelve without Moody. They beat they beat Missouri five. they beat Missouri twice. They beat State once in the Pavilion. Uh, and then probably get lucky. I don't know if they beat State once in the pavilion. They needed all of Moody's points to beat State that night. Yeah, I don't know. At yeah, the end I mean, of the year. yeah. I just, I just they're, think, they're, AK, they're I think un- AK's better than Howland in game. Oh, I agree. I with think that. he would have found a way because Howland, I think, still is has a pretty talent deficient team right now. I think this team. They, it's safe to say they finish under five hundred. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know how they would get to 500 without Moody. Like, what's the what's the path? I don't I don't see it. it wouldn't. Anyway, all right. That's more time. I I have tried. I've forgotten this basketball team. We opened a new arena. It's really nice. It's nice. We all love the arena. Yeah, I love it. Roof, 
here to let's let him leave him alone. He's taking too much crap oh, from him. I mean, he'll be left alone next time. Next time they're playing basketball, Ole Miss fans will not give a damn. There, there's no Moody. It'll be in the middle of football season. I mean, AK's got some time here out of the spotlight to try to build something. But Already next spring, showing. next well, February, just... we need to be seeing a little bit different product. I agree, but he, we're already seeing signs where the arena recruiting appears to be changing, and he's having there's an impact being. This is so funny. This is like the opposite of one of our football discussions, where you're ranting and I'm trying to to be the voice of reason. We've uh, we've switched roles while we switch sports here. Yeah, it's, it's Marshall Madness season. It's got Marshall fired. Madness has got me fired up. But speaking of, should we should we talk about the NCAA tournament here? I got my bracket up. Yeah, I, I wanted to spend a couple minutes making fun of the SEC basketball. Go on, go on. I'll I'll pick some I'll, I'll pick some favorites here while you talk. Let, let's go from the bottom up, just because it'll be funner that way. Missouri probation, Frank Haith disaster. They come to the they come to the SEC. Oh, they're going to enhance basketball. They finished ten and twenty one with a two twenty two RPI. Please, yeah. Well, and Pearl, they can't even play in the SEC tournament. How many years has Pearl been at Auburn? Is this his third year now? They finished five and thirteen in the this, league. Eleven twenty over. Third. This is his third year. This was the year everybody was like, "Oh, well, by season three, you'll have them in the tournament." See, no. we make fun, see see you make fun of AK, and then you look at what Pearl's doing. Dude, all it's us. Auburn. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh yeah, I wish." I, like, I'm happy having like, the same basketball program as Auburn. Hell no. You sound like me, like bitching about Treadwell's body demeanor after the Florida yeah. loss, or like uh, this probably didn't quite me after the Memphis game. But, no, not quite. But uh, yeah, I'm. I'm fine. still. He hasn't got it. Has to get fired yet. Yeah. Anyway. State seven and eleven. They couldn't accept that that team couldn't put their egos down to embrace Newman. Dumbasses. Howland's Howland is a terrible coach. He in, is in a game. It terrible. seems like it. Yeah, he can recruit because he's tied to people. He's shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I agree. Alabama, I thought I, I think Alabama has a chance to go somewhere with Avery Johnson. It's his first year. Yeah, Let's see where at the same time, I think there'll probably be some come back to earth next year. I mean. Johnson seems like a good coach. Uh, he beat he beat AK pretty pretty handedly in that SEC tournament game. But I still still if you think back to his hire, there was there was a lot of pessimism and a lot of uh, doubt from people, and I haven't quite forgotten all of that yet. It's still kind of in the back of my mind. As a Mavericks fan, having watched Avery Johnson coach, he's a good coach. He's not a great coach, but he he there's no reason why he can't produce an NCAA tournament team in Alabama. I w- he's, he's a good guy. I wish him well. Sure. Arkansas with Mike Anderson, that's officially a flop. They literally went 500 across the board. Um, if he doesn't make the tournament next year, he's fired, I feel like. So he's on the hot seat. Florida started off hot and faded down the stretch. First year under Mike White. That team was not good last year in Billy D's last season. So let's let's see Mike White after a season. Their RPI, though, they finished with the third best RPI in the league at 49, which is just a pathetic statement to make, but it is yeah, what it sad. is. Georgia, 10-8, They're meh. I mean, for God's sakes, you're an hour from Atlanta. You can't get better people to play there, except that Stegman Coliseum is older than the Tadpad. Huh. Think about that. Yeah. How much money does Georgia raise if they can't even put a put a damn arena on the Dude, campus? Georgia just built an indoor practice facility. Something about, I mean, like, Georgia's got money, but I don't know what the hell they do with it. Ole Miss, we just spent time on this. They Ole Miss finished in the top half of the league, and we see Sanders. You're complaining about a top half of the league team here. John, the team it's the SEC. Stuff. This is my same point with Auburn. 
You should be the top half of the SEC. It's a shit basketball league. It's terrible. Speaking of shit, let's talk about LSU for just a second. Goodness gracious, Johnny James. If Andy Kennedy has Ben Simmons, Ole Miss is a six or seven seed in the tournament. Oh, yeah. Ben Simmons and Moody? Yes. Yes, dude. No doubt. Like, Johnny Jones is a terrible coach. They they might win the league. They might get to fourteen win league wins with them. Anyway, yeah, we we could be here all day. Have enough John insert Johnny Jones joke. LSU finishes with RPI ninety four, which is laughable when they have Ben Simmons on there. Terrible. Just as bad as Vanderbilt. That team underachieved. That's, that's Kevin Stallings. Kevin they, Stallings pissed away so much talent this season. First of all, they had no business being in the tournament over South Carolina. They got in because of a name, because the NCAA is looking for TV ratings in the first four, so they put Wichita State against Vandy last night as an eye eye grabber for television, and then they threw Michigan in the game tonight. It's all TV, period. That's why we'll get to the bracket here in a second, where you have Kentucky playing Indiana in the second round. You have Texas, Texas A&M, and Oklahoma all circle-jerking each other in Oklahoma City, blah, 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 TV. So, so I thought South Carolina got screwed. No, they don't have a they don't have a great resume, but nobody does. They went twenty four and eight RPI fifty nine. Now they lost to Georgia by a point. And they, they, Georgia's an okay team. They should have South Carolina should have been over Vandy. I'm sorry, I don't get it. I mean, the only two teams that were decent at all are A and M and Kentucky. Kentucky's revving up because they have athletes. A and M is uh, a lot of people are picking to go deep. I think I have them in the elite eight. We'll look here in a minute. Yeah, we'll get I, just the bracket. Them, I just put them in my elite eight here. I'm, I'm filling out my bracket Kennedy, while John talks. Other Kennedy in the league, Billy Kennedy, hires Rick Stansberry, influx of talent. They win the SEC regular season. Wow, my, it's crazy how that works, isn't it? Amazing. And then Kentucky's Kentucky doesn't count because they actually take basketball serious. Every other school does not takes football as the most serious sport. Missouri may be questionable, but that's the case. Why? Real quick, the SEC the SEC is bad at basketball. I think there's two reasons here. First of all, it's lack of investment in facilities. I'm looking at you, Arkansas. I'm looking at you, Alabama, and uh, like Georgia. You guys are playing in arenas built the same decade as the Tad Pad. Ridiculous, inexcusable. Yet as I say that, I look at teams with a good facility. They've built new facilities recently, such as Auburn, and that hasn't done anything either. So that's part of the story about all of it. I really think it comes down to the way the AAU works in the South. I mean, there's so much – you hear so many stories about kids switching teams for playing time. There's no, there's no commitment at all to development of fundamental basketball skills. It's just pure athleticism, which – Versus you see teams in, say, Northeast schools or Midwest schools. You see they play a different style, a more fundamental style of basketball that tends to, I think, translate better to the college game. I think part of why Kevin Stallings' Vandy teams haven't been good the past few years is because I think is this shift. Or Stallings, to me, just strikes me more as an X's and O's guy versus he his style doesn't cater well to what we see now from a player perspective. And I really think that that hurts because – Kentucky's not taking these kids. They go nationally, so they don't have to go. I mean, they get Carl Anthony Towns from New York, and I could go. I don't know where Euless is from. In fact, I can look it up here. He'll be from the Deep South. Totally debunk my theory here. Let me. But anyway, I, my point is not, Kentucky's not limited to this as their resource. Nope, Tyler's from Southfield, Michigan. So let's just say he's not from. He's not. They don't. Kentucky can go beyond the AU, so I think that he could make an argument as part to help 
that helps substantiate my argument here. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Or if you just want to talk about your tournament bracket, we can do that for sure as well. No, yeah, I think I think that uh, the whole AAU in the South thing definitely something I've heard before. Um, seems to can seems to be contributing to the problem. I'd say, uh, and and also, I mean, did you did you mention John? If I'm sorry if you did, and I was en- yeah. engrossed in my bracket here. Uh, obviously, the fact that the SEC likes football more is uh is kind of comes through onto the basketball court in the uh, uh you don't think I, I would agree except that you see I think the big ten I mean the big ten probably cares you I, yeah I think that is here you we'll finish this up real quick the big here, ten likes football but not as much as the SEC that's does. true that's true you go don't up in the south if you're, if you're a good if you're a good athlete in the south you play football yes period. I think it's, that has more, to has to be something and it's part of it's the weather like in the midwest like you like in Michigan if it's cold and football you can play and you'd rather be in the gym inside as opposed to out real quick I'm gonna run down Kentucky's roster and I'm, I'm gonna list off the hometowns of the of people of the players on Kentucky's roster just this is interesting to look at Newark, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Palo Alto, California, Richmond, Kentucky, Sydney, Australia, Haiti, uh, Antioch, California, Chicago, Windsor, Canada, uh, Kitchener, Canada. I have no idea where that is. Clarksville, Tennessee, uh, Cynthiana, Kentucky, Chicago, Mount Washington, Kentucky, Auckland, New Zealand. The furthest south that is, we're going to throw out New Zealand and Australia because that's the southern hemisphere that you have to look at it differently, is Clarksville, Tennessee. The point is, is they are obviously they are not relying upon the Southern AAU system to recruit players. Therefore, I think you can at least somewhat have a correlation. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's that's a that's a good um, correlation you've drawn there. I like that. I like your methodology. Right. Uh, do you think Oregon's legit? Should I have them in my Final Four here. I think I have them in the tournament game, in the championship game. Let me pull up the old group. Well, I have them losing to Kansas in the Final Four as of right now. McDermott had this. We're supposed to put last name, first name in the bracket, but I was going to change it. But he's going to—he'll figure out who lived for your diet. I don't know how many New Hampshire, new future New Hampshire residents are in this bracket. I have Kentucky beating Oregon in the title. Why do you need our first name, last name? Our ESPN usernames are usually like our name. I was reading the rules, and then I said the hell. What rules? rules? Who cares about rule? I'm not reading McDermott's live, rules. Live free or die. That's what, I, that's what I. I'm just filling out a damn bracket. I'm not getting complicated. All, all this right, stuff. tell me about your bracket. All right. Uh, well, I I went I went heavy. I went favorite heavy. Uh, that's an understatement. I've got mostly favorites here. I'll just tell you. I'll tell you my elite eight. How about that? Elite eight: Kansas, Villanova, Kentucky, Xavier. Uh, wait, no. This is my sweet sixteen. Sweet sixteen. Kansas. Uh, no, that you're right. That's elite eight. Kansas, Villanova, Kentucky, Xavier. Oregon, Texas A&M, Iowa State, Michigan State. Very favorite heavy there. Gotcha. No, I'm similar. I have Oregon A&M. I have Michigan State, Purdue. Sure. I I thought about that. I I picked Purdue over Iowa State, and then I picked Purdue over UVA because I I hate I thought about that. I picked Iowa State over Purdue and Iowa State over UVA. UVA plays too slow to win. Yeah, we're thinking thinking along the same lines there, which is UVA is going to lose. This is just historical trends. Uh, Kentucky, West Virginia. I have West Virginia over Wisconsin. I have Wisconsin beating Xavier. Wisconsin's playing well down the stretch. Well, I have Wisconsin. No, I have them losing that. Yeah, I like that. I might might go Uh, there. uh, I'm I'm torn on Notre Dame-Wisconsin here. Because uh, you have West Virginia, right? But is it Notre Dame isn't too bad, I don't think. I don't think they are, but I got Huggins. Yeah, that's fair. And so, wait, did you put West Virginia or Wisconsin in your uh, in your Elite Eight? West, 
West Virginia. Hmm. Okay. It's kind of a little bit of my like sneak through there. They play Kentucky. Um, I Kentucky win it all, but they could lose to Indiana. It's a little bit of a risky pick, but F it. Yeah, uh, you're right. I have I, that too, I, but now I'm worried about I think that. Quanzo, Martin, and Cal have a great chance of beating Kansas. Well, I was going to say, did you see Quanzo Martin might be out at Cal? Really? For what? Sexual harassment. Oh, I missed that completely. Yeah, I just saw it on Twitter before we went on the air here. It's like uh, it's like the Tennessee volunteer your coach. Yes, it spreads it's, everywhere. It's, 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 By the way, hey John, uh, does um does uh Butch Jones still have a job as the coach of Tennessee? Yeah, I don't want I'm just that. checking, just checking, just checking. Yeah, well, it's a weekly question. Just it's a weekly you. question. We're gonna keep asking it until he's fired because he because he yeah. needs to be fired. What happens if those clowns win the SEC East? Because that division is so bad. Nothing. They lose in Atlanta and go to the Outback Bowl. I want to beat them in Atlanta. Oh, Me too. Man. I hate Tennessee. I, I mean, I honestly, man, I I think Tennessee would lose in Atlanta. Like that's that's my own, like if they won the East, that's the only thing I could see happening. I just I I I don't think Butch is a big game coach. The SEC functions I've been to up here, the Tennessee people are the most annoying. Jeff Panico has a uh, has an interesting Tennessee fan story from up here, but we'll save that for another time. Sure. Anyway, uh, Kansas, I have Miami there. I don't like yeah. I don't like Villanova in the tournament. I have them losing Iowa second round. Uh, I like Larry Nega as a coach. I have actually Miami beating Kansas to get to the Final Four. I have Miami, Miami, Oregon, and then Kentucky, Michigan State. And then for Kentucky, Oregon, with Kentucky winning it all. 75-67, you can take it to the bank. Take it to the bank. I'm trying to see how many low seeds I picked here. I picked uh, VCU over Oregon State. Uh, Cincinnati over St. Joe's. That's an 8-9. That didn't count. Uh, see, I, every time I've somewhat paid attention to this before, I've tried to pick upsets and then get myself in trouble. So now oh, that I haven't, yeah, I always now that I haven't paid any upsets. attention this year, I'm just going with seeds, like, because why well, so not? You're, not, you're not super high on Kansas. And I've seen so many people picking Kansas to win it all. Self will screw it up. Probably so. I have, but I have him going all the way to the to the game. I have UConn winning. I have Kentucky winning it all too. Got some SEC flavor here. I have UConn winning as a nine. I, I like have, I like Kentucky's draw. It. Outside of Indiana, I like Kentucky's draw here. I mean, they got to go through UNC, but I think Carolina's pretty hot. But uh, give me, I think I think it's good for Kentucky to play all these big teams. Yeah, They'll me too. It's going to keep their guys locked in, and I. I think that uh, the recipe Cal has this year could pay off in the tournament. The whole, you know, no big stars, but every kid on his team is obviously, you know, highly recruited, really good basketball player. They're kind of playing a team game right now. Yeah, I'm going to get pegged. But, I mean, it is, it is BS that Euless was the player of the year over Moody, but whatever. Whatever. I mean, it's an award for the school, only school that really that cares about uh, basketball more than football. Yeah, you're right. They would complain more than any of us if they didn't get it, so whatever. So uh, I got a question for you. All right, Bo Wallace. Everybody complained to Mo about how he was in this, you know, character and distraction off the field. How many DUIs has he gotten since he left Ole Miss football? Uh, well, I mean, if they I were know. if they were in Oxford, you know, probably dozens, and the Oxford police just let him slide. No, I'm just kidding. I, I none that I know of. Well, if that was the case, why did Brendan Speaks get cited? That's another story. Uh, no, I mean if you if you read uh if you read our friends over at EliteDogs.com, they'll tell you Breland Speaks got a DUI because he wants to transfer to state and Hugh Freeze is punishing him. That's that's a legit conspiracy. That like more than one thread. 
And uh, so the, the, there was first a thread about how Breland wanted to transfer. Did I talk about this last week? And um, yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And uh, and then after he got arrested, Coach Thirty Four was like, "Huh, very interesting. I guess this is like proof. It's like you guys are insane." Whatever. Yeah. So I assume you're talking about Saint Dak himself. Yeah, I was gonna say. I thought uh, not good timing either because he's trying to get drafted. Trying to. And he can't really play the character card anymore because Tebow would have never gotten this. No, 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 no way. No, Tebow would never. That would ruin his brand. And that's the crazy thing about this is like I thought Dak's brand was like I'll never get a DUI. Like I thought that was his whole thing. It makes no sense, man. Especially in freaking Starkville. You're telling me you can't get a ride in Starkville? And the rumor, the rumor is like, oh, well, well he can't get an Uber in Starkville, which is kind of or can he? I, I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't know about Starkville, but the the rumor was like. Oh, well, he just got this new 2016 Escalade. He wanted to show it off, blah, blah, blah. Like, somehow that excuses it. Like, that's stupid as hell. You want to show off your new car? Drive that it around like town. Sounds like a Chad Kelly move to me. <laughs> Chad, with the legend, yeah, yeah. Chad, at least the Elite Dogs version. Right, Chad right, Kelly right. Too. The Chad Kelly that doesn't actually go to Ole Miss. You know, the media creation of um, this AK 47 wielding uh, thug. But yeah, that's so I'm stupid. You want to show your new car off? Versus... You drive it around, uh, you know, in, the, in broad daylight when it can sparkle. Like I don't want to hear that crap. It's it was it was a dumb mistake. There isn't really an excuse for it. And blaming Starkville police is hilarious too. Like they like they somehow should be protecting him. Like come on, man. From what I've heard, they protected him plenty already. All right, so I'm at, I'm at Uber's website. I just Google Starkville to see if that's an Uber city, and the response was that they don't they do not approve tractors as a, a form of Uber <laughs> transportation. That's pretty. Good, they don't John. sanction those. That's pretty so, good, John. Unfortunately, that Starkville that just come to you. Starkville, yes, that's off the cuff. Starkville good. is not an Uber city, so maybe John Deere and International Farm all filed to get approved. But then again, I don't think there's necessarily that many towns where that's Uber would. Go, they would have an Uber market, so that's that. Yeah, that's 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 good, John. I, I enjoyed that. Thank you, thank you for that. You imagine a tractor with a lift pink mustache on it going around Starkville? <laughs> I kind of need to see this now. And I mean, that's that sounds like a good uh, a good Photoshop there. Um, lift comes to Starkville with the, the. I like it. I like yeah. it. All right, I'm submitting my I'm submitting my bracket here. Uh, what else should we talk about, John? I think that's pretty yeah, much, pretty much everything. Covered. Is Not there a ton anything going on right now? There's nothing pro sports wise worth talking about. Not really. I mean, not really. I don't. I don't care about the NFL draft. I mean, I care. I care about Tunsil going well, I first. Care about I care about Laquan going first round. I, I, I want Robert know. to go first round, but besides that, no. I want Trey Elson to get drafted. Yeah. Uh, if CJ there... can get drafted, that'd be clutch. I don't know if it's going to happen then. No, I guess there's some stuff going on with spring football, but I haven't really seen it. It's been low key. Uh, yeah, I mean Willie Hibbler yeah. at middle linebacker. They're on um, spring break this week. He right, Hibbler right. allegedly looks decent. But people are in yeah. Haiti now, I guess. I'm guessing Haiti trip is underway, probably. Oh yeah, the uh, what did you what, what was your name? Yeah, for that we last? did have we did have a name for it, but it's been too long. Yeah, I can't some. remember. I can't remember. Yeah. But so, so that's that's going on. That's I'm always looking fun. forward to the picture of Chad Kelly and Breland speaks together. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's that's gonna be a good time. Um, but yeah, I mean that'll pretty. That's pretty much uh, what's going on in the uh, the world of Ole Miss sports here. I think we we touched on all the major stories. Um, like we mentioned at length, SEC baseball right here upon us. Um, first pitch Friday, I believe at six Central. 
um, out there in Knoxville. So check that out. Um, definitely on SEC Network Plus. Maybe even some games on actual TV. Who knows? Um, the oldest baseball will tweet all that stuff out. But um, thanks for listening, folks. We always appreciate it. Uh, just like we appreciate when you subscribe on iTunes or if you give us a follow on Twitter or like on Facebook. Any of those things would be great. Um, but most importantly, uh, just keep listening. Join us again next week. But um, for now, we'll say bye. We'll see you next time. It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.